Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 184, what to do when you don't feel like blogging or podcasting. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I think we've all had these days, and I've certainly had them, and perhaps I am having one today, where you just don't feel like podcasting. Or maybe you're working on a blog and you're not the podcasting type, or it could be either of these. But these principles I'm about to share with you will really apply to whether you're blogging or podcasting. But this is that time when this isn't days in advance where you're trying to think, oh, what am I going to cover in my podcast next week? Or my podcast recording time is coming up in five hours. What am I going to do for it? I'm not talking about that kind of thing, but I'm talking about When you're up to that last minute or close to that last minute and you're just feeling like, I really don't want a podcast. I have no idea what I'm going to podcast about. I don't know what I'm going to blog about. I have no ideas. I feel dry. This could be because of many different things going on in your life. It could be some bad circumstance. It could be some stress. It could be you feel like you're out of ideas, some of your passion may be a little bit dry on this particular day, that doesn't mean you're completely lacking in passion and should stop podcasting or blogging altogether or that you should change subjects. But we have these times where we just feel like giving up. And what's the use of doing this? Why should I do this? I have no ideas of what to do right now. So I've got a list for you of 10 things that you could try doing to help you when you don't feel like podcasting or if you don't feel like blogging. And these are 10 things that I have to apply to myself as well because I have those days too. And today, honestly, was one of those days where I didn't feel like podcasting, but I knew I needed to get one out and I realized, hey, I could turn this idea into actual content to share. So here are 10 ideas. Here's the quick list first for you so you can get that inspiration to jump right back into your blog or podcast if I'm distracting you from it right now. Number one, refocus. Number two, go back to your list of ideas. Number three, don't try to do as much. Number four, cover recent news. Number five, answer questions. Number six, curate and comment on others' content. Number seven, ask for ideas and use feedback. Number eight, give. Number nine, revisit or rerun old content. And number 10, skip. So let's go through this. Number one, refocus. Most of the reason I think that we feel like sometimes skipping our episode or skipping the work that we would normally do for our blog or podcast is because we're focusing really on something else. It could be a technical problem you're focusing on and or it's distracting you and it's stealing your focus. It could be a relationship issue. It could be some unmet expectations with your business, with your podcast, with your life, anything like that. Or it could be any other number of legitimate and probably important distractions. Just because it's a distraction doesn't mean it's worthless. But without focus you're not going to get anything of any good quality out there. You really need to have your focus to have something that people can appreciate. So here are some quick tips on how you can 
refocus to work on producing great content like you are fully capable of doing. Step away for a moment. Just back away, look at the big picture, take a break from what you're doing, stop staring at that blank screen. Something where you are stepping away from the problem for a moment, but you need to set a time limit on yourself to know after so much time you are going to come back to this. Number two, meditate. Now, meditation can mean many different things to many different people. For Christians, it might mean meditating on scripture. For others, it might mean just pausing and thinking. But the the main thing to consider with meditation, however you're going to define it, is to really give yourself a chance to clear your mind, focus, and think very hard on that thing that you need to do, or Focus on something else that can be inspiring to you in some way. You don't have to always be busy, 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 run, run, type, type, work, podcast, podcast, all of this stuff and stressing out, but take a moment to just focus, refocus yourself by really concentrating on what it is you're trying to do, how you're trying to do it, what the results you want are, how you can get there. And you can come from back from that being inspired in some way. Another idea, take a walk or some other kind of physical activity, exercise, go swimming, uh, go ride your bike for a little bit, jog up and down the stairs even, even just walk back and forth to get more water. If you're at a desk where you don't have water immediately available, go get some more water. Do something physical that can take you from the situation, but also exert some physical activity. And exercise and other physical activities like that produce chemicals in our bodies that can help us with encouragement, with focus, with brain energy. You can think better if you exercise more. So do some kind of physical activity. Another idea to refocus is deal with the distraction. Sometimes it will only take you a couple or few minutes to handle that distraction. And if you don't deal with it, then it's going to continue distracting you thinking, I need to do this. 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 If it's something quick, then go take care of it. Next tip. Sometimes though, it's not something you can just take care of very quickly. So it might be helpful to dump your thoughts into writing. Get those thoughts out of your mind that are distracting you from what you need to focus on. Record them somewhere. It could be writing it down. It could be recording a little audio clip for yourself, jotting something in Evernote. It doesn't really have to make sense. Just get what's in your mind out so that then your mind is cleared for the stuff that you need to focus on at that next moment. Next tip, a way to practically work with dumping this information from your brain is make a task list of what you need to do in order to address that distraction later. So if you have this major distraction on you right now of, oh, there's this problem with the house. This problem really needs to be fixed. And this is distracting me right now, this problem. Well, make a list. Your task list could be figure out what the problem is, find someone who can fix the problem, get quotes, schedule an appointment for them to look at the problem. And it could be built on after that where you are then making a list of actions that you can actually take to resolve that problem. And now that's helping to remove some of that junk from your mind so that you can refocus. Another tip, relax. Maybe just take a nap 
or sit back and relax, have some tea, have some coffee, something. Be careful with what you eat or drink, though, because you don't need certain chemicals like sugars and caffeine. But sometimes something can be an item to help you relax. Maybe listening to some soothing music. Maybe just sit back and think for a moment. Maybe just turn your eyes away from your glowing computer screen and ponder what it is that you want to do. Ponder how you can refocus and get back on task. Another tip, try a short, complete distraction. Maybe a quick game of Angry Birds or a little race or read a blog post or read a chapter in a book. But be careful with this because, again, you need to set a time limit for yourself so that your distraction does not steal you away and completely prevent you from doing anything. So some tips to refocus. Step away for a moment. Meditate take a walk or some other physical activity, deal with the distraction, dump your thoughts into writing, make a task list for addressing the distraction later, relax, and take a short, complete distraction. But remember, come back, refocus. So that's number one, refocus. Number two, go back to your list of ideas. You do have a list of content ideas, right? If you don't, make one now. If you can't make one now, start in some way on some kind of list and keep adding to this list. Whenever you get the slightest inspiration of something you could talk about at some point, it might be you read an email from someone, you saw someone else's blog post or comment on social networks, you saw a tweet, you just got a random inspiration somewhere. In some way, make a list, write these ideas down collect these then in a single place, but it's okay if you're using something else at that time. Maybe you're taking a bath and the only thing you have is a bar of soap and the shower wall. So write your idea with soap on the wall, whatever it takes to get that idea out. Build this list of ideas of content that you can share. I frequently talk about when I first started the Audacity to Podcast, I had a list of 35 items that I plan to cover with the Audacity to Podcast. There are items on that original list from years ago, several years ago, that I still have not covered yet today. It's not because I'm lazy, but it's because I keep adding to my list of ideas. And I still have more ideas left on my list than I started with in that first place. So I've got a big list of ideas of things to cover in the future. For example, I haven't had an episode specifically talking about how to design cover art. I haven't talked about social sharing options or how to use Facebook for your podcast or Google Analytics or certain issues of working with co-hosts. There are a lot of things that I haven't talked about yet. So I have this long list of ideas and frequently I'll receive a little inspiration of something else to add to the list or a sub point for each of these. But have a list of ideas So that when you're in this time where you don't want to podcast or blog, you have something that can inspire you, something you know you wanted to cover at some point. So you can go back to that list and realize, this is something I wanted to cover, and I think I'm in a position where I can cover this today. Some ideas might require a little bit more preparation, like some research, some testing, more thinking. Others might be a bit more free for you to jump in and start preparing it. Maybe you just have blank number of ways to do this. So you 
jump in and you figure out what are five ways to do this or 10 ways or whatever your number is. I often like to use numbers like 10 or odd numbers, but it doesn't really matter what number you use. You can have a list of 44 things, resources to mention in your podcast and comment on each of these, but have a list of ideas so that during this time you can go back to that list to find ideas. If you don't have a list, then this can be an exercise to help you refocus and help you to get back into wanting to podcast and blog at this particular time. Start jotting down ideas of what would you talk about in future episodes. It won't take you long, maybe even just 15 minutes to come up with a few things that you could potentially talk about. And then you need to decide which of these are you going to talk about so that you can press forward refocus, and create that blog or podcast content that you need to do. So that's number two. Go back to your list of ideas. Number three, don't try to do as much. It's okay to have a shorter than normal podcast episode or a blog post if that's all you can put out at this particular time. As long as it's still great content, the length really doesn't matter for it. You could have dynamite content that's only a couple paragraphs and a blog post. Look at what Seth Godin does with his blog. He is not a consistent blogger and his blog posts are not very long, but they are great content inside of those blog posts. So the length doesn't really matter. It's the quality of it that matters. So if your podcast episodes are normally an hour long, and right now when you're not feeling like podcasting, The most that you can really get out is a 15 or 20 minute podcast, but it's some good content, then put that out there. It's a bigger podcasting sin to force an episode to be too long when you only have enough content for a shorter episode. So it's okay for it to be short. This is podcasting. You can really do this any way that you want. You don't have to be consistent with your schedule or with how long your episodes are. Do it how you want. But make sure that you focus on not wasting time and presenting that quality content. That's number three. Don't try to do as much. Number four, cover recent news. Almost whatever industry and niche that you're in, there is something going on that you could cover as a news story. Like right now, today, on Monday, July 28th, 2014, a news story came out that Apple might be looking at buying the podcast app Swell, that is at swell.am. It's a cool podcast app that really focuses on discovery and recommendations. It's kind of like a Pandora approach to podcasts. And Apple may be in talks to purchase that or may be trying to purchase it. There are rumors right now. It's nothing that is definitely confirmed, but there's a lot of good evidence pointing to this. So I could have made an episode about what would it mean if Apple buys Swell? What might Apple do with that technology? Why might they want to buy Swell? What could this mean for podcasters? That would also be a great blog post idea for me, which I probably will turn into a blog post this week at theaudacitypodcast.com because I am blogging more over that at the website as well as posting more videos on a regular basis. So look for news in your industry and see what you could cover. It doesn't have to be late breaking news, but it could be something big that you could talk about 
and still give your perspective to this recent news. Like, it's still not too late for me to talk about iOS 8 because it hasn't been released yet and people are still talking about it. And I could talk about what are the implications of iOS 8 for podcasting. I did that also back when iOS 7 came out. So find some news, cover it, share the news, give your perspective on it, your interpretation, what you think it means for your industry, for whatever it is that you're talking about in your podcast. That's tip number four for how to podcast or blog when you don't feel like it. Cover recent news. Number five, answer questions. You could check forums, online communities, or really any other group for questions that other people have posted. And these can be things that you could take and then answer with your own blog or podcast episode. This can become extremely valuable content because it's very likely if one person is asking that question, other people are thinking about that question as well and maybe searching for it online. So if you work to answer that question, you then create a resource that you can share with other people asking that question. It might even be, and this would be great if you could do this, to make a timeless resource so that today you could share it, a year from now you could share it, two years from now you could still share that same great content that you created just because you went out there looking for what are some of the questions that people have in this industry and then you worked to answer them. Great places to look are Facebook groups, uh, Google Plus communities, LinkedIn groups, sites like Quora or Yahoo Answers, anywhere that anyone can post and start their own conversations and might be asking questions can be a great place to find questions that you could answer and then you become an authority on that question as long as you give a good answer with that question. So that's number five, answer questions. Number six, curate and comment on others' content. Look at what others are doing in your niche. Are they posting blog posts, podcast episodes? Don't duplicate what they're doing. But you could represent them in your show and maybe have a list of, here's the latest from all of the other people who talk about this, and then give your opinion on top of these things. I could say, oh, Cliff Ravenscraft recently talked about this, and he shared these basic points here. Go check out his conversation. I want to add to that because I feel like these couple points were left out, or this is my experience with this. So I'm adding to the conversation. I'm not duplicating it. I'm representing it in brief and then adding my own content on top of it. So you could do this with your industry. Comment on what others are saying or curate the content that others are providing and just share a quick list of here's the latest that people are saying in this industry. And for each of these, I have two thoughts and you share that. That can be a great way to create quick content and also grow your podcast or blog because when you're linking to other people, that gets their attention a little bit. And whenever someone blogs about the Audacity podcast or podcasts about it and they link to it, I get a notification that they link to my website. So I go, I check it out. I see what they say, listen to it, read it, whatever, thank them for it. And then I often might end up sharing it with my own community too, not just because it mentions me, but because I found that they had a valuable opinion on this, a unique perspective, brought out something I hadn't thought about, and I think it would be great to share. So that's number six, curate and comment on others' content. Number seven, 
ask for ideas, and use feedback. If you have time to do this, then ask your followers or post online somewhere asking for ideas. Some good questions you could ask would be, what do you want to know about, and then whatever your industry is. Let's take, for example, podcasting. I could say, what do you want to know about podcasting? Another question, what are your top frustrations with podcasting? Or another question, what's your favorite tool or app or game or resource or person for podcasting? These kinds of questions that I put out there can reveal some great answers. And if you do something similar, you might end up with a big list of 10, 20, 30, a bunch of new items that you could cover in additional episodes in the future to realize, oh, I'd never thought about that. Or yeah, that's, that's a great idea. That's, oh, that's a big need somewhere that someone has. And I can fill that need with the answers that I have. So you're asking for content, not just asking, hey, what do you think I should talk about in my podcast today? But you're asking a specific question. You are starting a conversation and you can then take that conversation into your podcast or your blog and expand it. And get a much bigger list for many more things to cover in the future. That's number seven. Ask for ideas and use feedback. Number eight, give. This sounds a little bit weird probably, but sometimes I think we don't want to blog or podcast because we don't feel like giving. We're essentially being selfish because we're thinking about ourselves, how we feel how we don't want to do this thing right now, how we don't feel like podcasting, we don't feel like giving to a community out there, we don't feel like anyone cares, we don't feel like anyone is listening at that moment. Whatever it is, the best way to overcome selfishness is to give more. So if you're having trouble giving in your blog or your podcast, try finding another place in your life where you can give. That doesn't mean that you just, if you're having trouble giving a podcast episode, then give a podcast episode. No, it's not quite like that. But when you are generous in one area of life, that can spill over and be rewarding to you to become generous in other areas of life. So with your blog or podcast, go out there and see what kind of questions you can answer. Just not for the sake of grabbing that content as an idea for your show, but just be helpful. Go out there and you see, oh, so-and-so needs help with that. I know how to do that. And so you type out an answer to them. You send it off. You find someone else that needs help. You give to them. You find someone on Twitter that needs help. Give to them. And the more that you give, the more you'll feel like giving. And you will be inspired then to come back to your blog or podcast and feel like, wow, this is great. I just helped all of these people. I really feel inspired to write something down, either write about your experience or share your experience in your blog or podcast, or maybe a particular issue came up, something inspired you in it. When you give in one area of life, you'll be inspired to give in other areas. So find out some other way that you can be generous. It doesn't even have to be on the internet. Hey, have you ever thought about mowing your neighbor's yard? That could be a great way to give, might take you 20, 30 minutes And they could be extremely grateful for it. If you're a teenager, you might end up with some business this way. That happened once for me. Brief story here. I was living in a neighborhood. I was about 14, 15 years old, interested in making some money, doing some lawn mowing. And I noticed that the people that lived behind us in this neighborhood, 
had tall grass. They hadn't mowed for maybe two or three weeks. So I went over to the house. I knocked on the door and asked the woman, and believe me, I am not a go-getter salesman sort of type. I'm not the type that I can just go out to any door and knock. I really have to try to flip a switch in my brain, and then I can do it. But I'm not just like that naturally. I'm not necessarily a born salesman. I have to work to be a salesman. But I went up to this house and I asked the lady that was there, it was the wife, I asked her, uh, I said something like, I noticed your yard hasn't been mowed and I'd be interested in doing this for you. I would charge this much to do it. Would you like me to do it to help you out? And I did. And I was actually mowing the yard when the husband came home and I saw him when he drove up in the driveway. And I, at first it looked like he was glaring at me, like, why are you mowing my yard? How much is this costing me? But it turned into a great conversation because after I finished mowing and cleaned up and everything, I went to the door to get the payment for the mowing and I got to meet the husband and it was a really nice black couple. And the reason I say uh, black is because you have to just imagine the the sound of his voice when he said this, but he said that when he got home, he said, who's that mowing my yard? And it was just really funny. And I ended up getting a client from this that they decided I did a great job. Clearly, he's not available as much to mow the yard. So could I just mow the yard on a regular basis from this way? So that was one great way that started my business. That little tangent to say, find a way to give and that could turn into a business for you, especially if you're young like that, even giving something free for the first time could become a way to make a business of this. Sometimes, though, people will take advantage of generosity and they'll come to expect it. Hey, why haven't you mowed my yard yet? You did it for free last week. Why aren't you doing it again? Yeah, there's that, but that shouldn't stop us from giving. So that's number eight, give. Number nine, revisit or rerun old content. Timeless content is really hard to make in this constantly changing world, especially if you have content that is focused on some aspect of technology. Because technology changes so quickly. Still, there are things that we can create that are mostly timeless, or at least until we know further, they are timeless information. So look at some of the old content that you've created that maybe it's not quite so timeless. Maybe the industry has changed and you could then revisit that original content, update it, and then share it again. For example, I plan to revisit talking about podcasting stats, how you should look at your stats, what they mean to you, what's important, what's not important, where to get good stats, that kind of information. I plan to revisit that because for me, that was podcast episode number six or so, somewhere around in the single digit range of the Audacity to Podcast very early on. That's four years old now. The industry has changed a lot since then. I've changed a lot since then. I I still think my stats episode is one of my most embarrassing episodes because of how arrogant I came across in that episode. But I want to revisit that someday in the future. I also want to revisit what the bare minimum equipment is for podcasting. A very popular episode for me, and it still continues to be a popular episode, downloaded a lot. But the technology has changed. The bare minimums for podcasting are now very different today than they were back then. I also want to talk about live streaming again because the technology has changed. The chat room I recommend, the streaming software and platforms that I recommend have changed. And 
I've changed what tools I use, and I'd like to revisit this information to give you an update because it wasn't very timeless way back then, but I could update it today and give you new information. But I only recommend doing this revisiting approach if your original content is more than a year old and you actually have new information to share. Alternatively, you could consider reusing the exact same old timeless content that's buried in your archive. You could do this as a rerun or a best of or however you want to label it, but do still add on to the beginning and maybe the end some little piece that says this is a rerun of an old episode, a classic, a best of, whatever language you use. Let people know that this is intentional, that they're hearing it again. It's very possible, especially if you have a lot of episodes in your back catalog, like more than 100 episodes, certainly. It's very possible that you might have old, timeless content that your current subscribers have never seen or heard before. So sharing that again could be a great opportunity for them to get that content that they might have otherwise missed because they didn't go back in the catalog. I'm almost up to 200 episodes here with the Audacity to Podcast, and if you're a new subscriber, I don't expect you to go back and listen to every single old episode. That's why to this day, I still try to recommend certain episodes, old episodes especially, that are relevant to this episode. It was in episode 57 that I talked about how to find content for your blog or podcast. And that ties in greatly with this. And you might not have known that I had a podcast episode about how to find content for your site. So you could go back and listen to just that episode. Or I could rerun that episode to share it new today because you may have never heard that. That's more than three years old. Reruns, though, are a little bit of a cheap approach to this, but they can work sometimes in those tough times when you just have no other option for how to put content out there when you don't feel like blogging or podcasting. And number 10, skip. As a last result, maybe you should go ahead and skip putting out a blog post or a podcast episode at this time. Sometimes, and that is only sometimes, not all of the time, this is not a hard rule, but sometimes no content is better than bad content. Put something out that you would be proud of if you really feel like you just can't get anything out. You're not in the mood. You just can't focus. You don't have any good ideas right now. You you can't, you're out of time, anything like that. Sometimes maybe you should just consider skipping for this time. Consistency is important, but I do think that your audience will be understanding if you have a good reason for skipping. Certainly, if there are health issues or major family issues or anything like that that come up, your audience will understand. You don't owe your audience an episode necessarily. Yes, they're expecting one, but if you can at least communicate with them in some way just to say, I'm sorry I couldn't put an episode out this week. Something big came up that's preventing me from getting anything out I'll be back soon. It's okay to do that as a last resort to skip your content and then come back. But when you come back the next time, you don't have to start off with an apology because the apology will especially be irrelevant if someone comes to you after that skip. 
and they might not ever know that you even skipped anything. They might have been struggling to keep up with their podcast consumption like I have. I've got so many podcasts now to listen to, and it's very easy for me to fall behind. So if someone skips an episode, I'm less likely to notice. And in some ways, I'm almost grateful because then that means that's one fewer episodes for me to try and catch up on while I'm trying to catch up on all of my listening. So that's number 10, skip. Again, these 10 ideas for what to do when you don't feel like blogging or podcasting are, number one, refocus. Number two, go back to your list of ideas. Number three, don't try to do as much. Number four, cover recent news. Number five, answer questions. Number six, curate and comment on others' content. Number seven, ask for ideas and use feedback. Number eight, give. Number nine, revisit or rerun old content. And number 10, skip. What do you do when you don't feel like blogging or podcasting? I'd love to hear from you. Please comment on the show notes for this episode, number 184 at com slash 184. And I'd love to hear from you. What helps you when you don't feel like blogging or podcasting? What gets you going? What inspires you to jump back into this? And what have you done if you've maybe had to skip or just not produce something for that week? How have you worked around that and still reached out to your audience and connected with them in some way? Please comment on the show notes. And you can also get these links and references that I mentioned over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 184. I've got two announcements for you. Podcast Movement is coming up. This is the premier podcasting conference in the U.S. It's by podcasters, for podcasters, all about podcasting. This is a meta conference. There will probably be people live podcasting from the conference. What if we did a live podcasters roundtable talking about podcasting with podcasters at a... Don't... I won't go any further because I don't want your mind to explode. But Podcast Movement is coming up. It will be amazing. I'll be there talking about 10 ways to take your podcast from average to amazing. There will be so many other great podcasters, and I would love to see you there. You can get more information about the conference at podcastmovement.com. But if you're going to register and purchase your ticket, time is running out to get any kind of discounts on that. So go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcastmovement to use my affiliate link for registering there. Also, at the same time, if you're not on the United States side of the world, at the same time, same weekend, is the UK Podcasters Meetup. And that is led by Mike and Isabella Russell. There will be great content over there. A lot of British people talking about podcasting, but also like Jason Van Orden will be over there talking about podcasting and some other great speakers and sponsors over there. So check that out if you're on that side of the globe go to UK Podcasters. If you're on the United States side of the globe, then come to Podcast Movement. And my link to the UK Podcasters meetup is theaudacitytopodcast.com slash UK Podcasters. And it's actually much more than a meetup. It is a conference and it will be a lot of fun. I wish I could make it over there, but I can't be in two places at one time. And also it can cost a lot of money to fly overseas. Check both of those out. The links are in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 184. The other thing coming up is Podcast Masterclass. It starts on September 1st. It's a month-long class to help you improve 
your podcast. This isn't to help you launch your podcast, but this is helping you take your podcast from average to amazing, helping you get over that hump to really find success in your podcast, learn how to grow your audience, learn how to improve your quality, set your expectations right, how to get interviews, how to be a good interview, how to leverage other social networks in order to grow your podcast how to monetize, and so much more. It's a lot of fun. Check it out at podcastmasterclass.com and use the promo code TAP to save on your registration over there at podcastmasterclass.com. Remember to comment on the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 184 and tell me what is it that you do when you don't feel like blogging or podcasting. I'd love to hear from you. If you haven't noticed, I'm posting more blog posts and video episodes over at theaudacitypodcast.com, so you can subscribe in iTunes, on YouTube, you can follow the blog via RSS or just check it out, or the best way to get all of the information is I put out tips and exclusive information, plus let you know what's new on the Audacity to Podcast over on my email list where you can sign up at theaudacitypodcast.com. You also get a free podcasting pre-flight checklist if you sign up for that. And I give you unique quality content through that email list. I'd love to help you launch or improve your podcast. Please send your feedback or questions to feedback at theaudacitypodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or send a voice message through theaudacitypodcast.com. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.